Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life Told by a Stranger, the podcast where we pose the same four questions to each guest and get life advice to put our minds at rest. I'm your host, Daniela Lake, and today I'm here with Philip. Hello. <laughs> Uh, I grew up in a tiny town in central Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, I like always saying this, I, it is technically a city. It is the smallest city in Illinois, 750 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I usually win that contest if people are like, I'm from a, I'm from a small town of like 10,000. I'm like, mm, nope. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was a very tiny town. Pretty much everybody was... Um, Involved with farming, Mm -hmm. usually, or teaching. Consequently, long story short, that's partly why I now live in a big city. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's just, there was more to do that I wanted to do. Do you have any siblings? I do. Uh, I have a younger sister. Oh, what's her name? Emily. Has she ever come here? Oh, yeah. She has. Um, A couple times. uh, But she has gotten more and more children, Mm -hmm. uh, which has made travel uh, more limiting. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she actually has, this is a funny story, she had three kids before mm-hmm. I had my one, and then she had a fourth, and mm-hmm. they were all set. Mm-hmm. It was like, they were like, great, we, we got it. And then two years after that, uh, she got pregnant with twins. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, uh, so it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> for me, and not so much for her, but it's funny you asked about them traveling, where like, they had just gotten like, a big enough car that somehow fit the six of them. And they're like, well, that's now obsolete. <laughs> Total six kids, so eight uh-huh. people in the house. Wow. Yeah. They had they had the house set. Uh, you know, it was like everybody had a room. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, we have two more bodies. So what they ended up doing was they had a basement that wasn't finished. It was just like a dirt gross. It was the scariest thing mm-hmm. I'd ever seen. <laughs> um, There's a company that actually lifts a house up like five or six feet. So then you can get under it and finish the basement. Oh. To be like a livable space. So now it's like the older kids are down there, and there's like a little office and Lego thing, and then it's like the younger kids at the top, and now everybody has a spot and made it work. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. But yeah. <laughs> yes, I have one sibling. And she... <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell us about what you do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what do I do? Um, I do a lot of things. Um, I have, uh, I, I am currently. Uh, an analyst uh, at Kaiser Permanente, which is a healthcare provider. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I go in... to Kaiser, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is, being from Illinois, I'd never heard of Kaiser in my life. Mm-hmm. And then you come out to California and like, oh, yeah, it's like the Dodgers <laughs> and Kaiser everywhere. So I work in that. It's like a compensation of insurance brokers department. You basically make sure that they're uh, licensed and properly set up. Um, I'm also a writer of all kinds. And I also have podcasts. (laughs) I've done that a little bit, like some comedy podcasts and one where we actually study the band The Ramones one song at a time called Ramones of the Day. So I'm sure everyone listening to your show will be eager to listen to that. Uh, But it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into the four questions. Yes. So question number one. If you were to write an autobiography... What is one story you would have to include? I thought about this a little in listening to your show earlier in preparation. Uh, So my story would be about the time when I was was out of college. 
Mm -hmm. uh, I was 20 years old, and I was working in a TV station late at night. Mm -hmm. um, I was the, it's called master control operator, which is basically the babysitter of the station. You have to make sure whatever is going on the air is supposed to, or, you know, queue up commercials and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I had to be there at like 4 or 5 a.m. sometimes. I lived pretty close, so I often walked. Uh, and one day I was walking there, and I could feel there was like, I heard like a car behind me, and it was very mm -hmm. oh, no. little, yeah. Um, I was jumped and attacked. Oh my god, no. Uh, I was jumped and attacked. I have no idea if it was, it was at least two people. Oh my god. So when this happens to you, uh, you're, like they always kind of say, your brain sort of goes like, oh, what's going on? And you really quickly get very binary and you're thinking of like, I am being attacked. It is not stopping. I need to stop it. Mm -hmm. Now here's the silly part of it, because there is a silly part. Um... It was the winter of 1999, and I'm not saying this is the reason why I fought back, but one of, the, one of the earliest thoughts I had was, I can't die unless I see the Star Wars prequel that's coming out. <laughs> now, the lame part of that is that it was, it was the prequels, and they all turned out to be not so great, but it was one of the thoughts that came in my mind of, like, there are things that I have to do, mm -hmm. that I got to do. Um... I eventually, like, gave them my wallet, of course. They disappeared. I ran to the station because I was kind of closer to that. Uh, one ironic thing was I ran by a bakery. And I thought, oh, a bakery. It's, like, perfect. They're open early. They can help me. It's like, no. They're closed on Sundays. So like, no, oh, you're kidding me. So I got in to the TV studio, threw off my coat. It was winter. Threw off my coat and stuff like that. Called uh, for an ambulance. And then, for some stupid reason... I went and like started up the station because I was like, <laughs> no one's gonna do it if I don't do this. Uh -huh. uh, and I called the sub, and like they eventually took me to the hospital and stuff. Oh and then, you know, it's awful, but it's kind of, yeah, it's it's scary, and I don't want to say it's funny, but uh, <laughs> but it was kind of funny because the way I came into the building was through the news area. Mm -hmm. This is just the way you always came in. You came in through the news area, so eventually people showed up to work, and there was like a bloody coat Aww. and a jacket with like broken up lunch and stuff and it was like they were like a news story happened and we weren't even here <laughs> and then they eventually found out it was me um, so yeah I guess I would tell that story yeah yeah did you get badly hurt? Uh, I was, yeah I was pretty badly hurt this sounds silly it was like the, one of the first things I thought was like I lost no teeth there's no permanent damage although you know it was scary as you can guess I have a scar a little scar right here uh huh um, you can kind of see going into my hairline, but it's like, oh, right yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and one, <laughs> one extra funny story, bonus story about that <laughs> was, you know, I had stitches, you know, eventually they, they biodegrade, right? Mm -hmm. But when they do certain stitches, they put in this like liner in the middle of it. That's supposed to like, your body's just supposed to decompose it and it goes away. One day I was at work and I was just like messing with my hair and I felt this little thing <laughs> and I go to the mirror and it's like, it's a little white string basically and it's just sticking out of the spot. I'm like, what is that thing? And my immediately thought, my immediate thought was that it was my brains. It absolutely wasn't, but I mean, that's, you know, people just panicking. Uh, so I eventually actually pulled it out. It was only like a little bit. And it was one of those things where it was like you were pulling a, a like the satisfaction of getting a sliver out of your finger. Except it was your head. Um, so yeah, that's the story. <laughs> that's the story that would open up the book. The autobiography. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of a pun. <laughs> no, I don't. Like yeah. a, 
Well, you said it was 1999. It was, it was definitely 1999. 1999 Jump Street. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> 1999 Jump Street, right? Um, yeah. I actually don't know what 22 Jump Street's about, but since... 21 yeah. Jump Street. Oh, is it 21? Well, the original show, it was a show in the 80s, and the idea was it was a special division of the police that was going to crack down on crime in high school. So they sent their youngest-looking cops to, like, pretend to be students. Mm. And then, you know, they'd bust up drug rings and whatever. And, uh, and so that's what it was, and I think Johnny Depp was on it and a few other actors. Uh, since then, the movies, 21 and 22 Jump Street, are loosely based on that, but they're way funnier because they basically poke fun at the idea of, like, this is the worst idea. <laughs> to, like, like yeah. no one's going to think you are high school aged, yeah. but we're going we're gonna to send them in anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what 21 Jump Street was. Oh, okay. But, yeah, Thank 1999 you. Jump Street, that'd be all right. That's the title of that, that. chapter. <laughs> I don't know if I'd name the whole book. Anyway, that's a tangent. <laughs> okay, question number two. Okay. What do you value the most in a person and why? I think it is a sense of humor. Oh. Um, And when I say that, I don't necessarily mean that they are funny or funny all the time. I used to kind of think that, especially when I was younger, uh, in college age, it was like, you have to be funny, funny, funny all the time. And while there is value in that, and I love comedy and stuff like that, I think there is more value in being able to see humor not only around you or take things with, you know, a light humor, but also being able to laugh at yourself, which is basically like forgiving yourself and letting yourself be imperfect. I think a lot of times people, I don't know, they hold themselves to a different standard or some sort of high impossible standard, and then they get angry and they get defensive. And therefore, if something else happens, then they get angry at them. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what, you know, what are you going to do? And, and I think this sounds really hoity-toity, but I think Americans in general don't have a good sense of humor about themselves. I mean, it's not that there's not a lot of serious <laughs> things, but we take ourselves really seriously. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can you believe you said that? And I was like, yeah. You know, <laughs> like, it doesn't... Sometimes we're making a big deal out of things that don't necessarily have to be a big deal, yeah. but because we take ourselves so seriously, everything's so serious. Mm-hmm. So I think when I, when I see that ability in someone to not... Not take, it's not that I don't want people to take serious things seriously, but it's also just like, well, you know, we can work through it, and we can, and if we can enjoy ourselves, we will, and yeah. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's that. It's yeah. that ability to laugh at yourself. That's a good one. Thanks. Most people say, like, uh, honesty or authenticity well, or I think kindness, it, you know? I, I think that that's, to cheat a little, I think that that's wrapped in there, mm-hmm. is if you're being honest about yourself then you have to acknowledge that there's things you screw up, yeah. there's, there's faults. And so if you just acknowledge those, then you have to accept them. Yeah. And, if you, and if you're going to get mad at them, well, it's like, it's like getting mad that like, my hair is brown. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going to be mad all the time. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, well, now I'm just going to be furious. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think it's wrapped in those type of things. It, mm-hmm. it can make you a more kind person. Mm-hmm. It can make you a more, or it comes from being honest with yourself. I think those are good answers, too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying mine's better. (laughs) Okay, question number three. So putting aside money, fear, and insecurity, what is one thing you would love to do if there were no stakes and you had all the freedom in the world? Um, I think think it would be be in a band, like a 
music rock band, mm -hmm. uh, or even perform songs in front of like Trader Joe's, you know, <laughs> just like a guy on the street. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't necessarily mean as like a life all the time, but but I like playing music. Uh, I'm also sort of a nervous person in some ways, so I like to be asked to do things. A lot of times people won't ask, like, hey, you want to <laughs> go play music? You know, like, th that doesn't really happen. But without, without that fear or that anxiety or anything like that, mm. it would be great to just be like, yeah, I'm just going to uh, go take the guitar out to Porto's <laughs> and, play, and, and play David Bowie covers for an hour, you know, just, and, and, and I'm not even saying I'd be good, but mm -hmm. just to go do it. I've had those daydreams when you see those guys on the street. It would be cool if they not only, like, they had a they had a guitar, but they also brought, like, other instruments. Mm -hmm. So it was like, if you know the song, you know, there's a bucket for a drum and there's a, oh. there's a thing over here, so you can join in and we can all play Rebel Rebel or whatever, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. And then, you know, it's just like a little happening thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, some sort of band or, like, non-aggressive interactive music thing where it's like I'm right there and I'm playing these songs yeah yeah that'd be fun. that's my answer mm -hmm. out of the blue but yeah yeah okay question number four mm -hmm. what is the greatest piece of advice you have to offer who um I think <laughs> I think uh it is uh to use your turn signal when you're driving and you can apply that you can apply that this is sort of selfish because as a driver, I don't know if you do you drive yet. No, you don't no. drive yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. As a driver, for a long time, I value that a lot. I've been thinking about it more and more and more, especially as people that I know are getting closer to driving age who have been young, um, younger than me, and eventually my kid will drive. That it's really important, and it always bothers me when people don't mm -hmm. because it strikes me as selfish. <laughs> um, and it is because. What they are thinking in that moment is, I have to go this way, and I don't need to tell anybody what to do. Mm -hmm. And I heard from one person, and I'm going to screw up the quote, but they said something that was like, you're never driving alone. We're all on the street. Yeah. So we're all driving together. So to that end, I think like if people got in the habit of using their turn signal, I think that that's even would filter into their lives of mm -hmm. just like being honest again, yeah. or just being considerate and recognizing that other people are in the world. So maybe yeah. maybe your right turn is fine for you, but the rest of us have to go forward or left. So you yeah. might have to... Give us a heads up. Give like, us a heads up, yeah. man. Yeah, it, it drives me crazy. And I've been in cars with people who do it. They're like, don't use their signal. And they'll say something that's like, oh, you know, there's nobody back there. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I guess. And I know I've gotten made fun of where I'm like the only person in the parking lot and I'm backing out and I use my signal and someone's <laughs> like, no one's here. And I'm like, yeah, no one's here now, but the <laughs> habit is there. It's taking no mileage off this car for me yeah. to use the stupid signal. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, please use your signal. Yeah. It is <laughs> anyone, no one has ever said, Oh my God! That guy's using his signal. What yeah. an idiot! Yeah, it's not a bad. There's Never. no bad. Side there's to... no bad side. Uh -huh. Don't know. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. <laughs> you're 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 embarrassing no one, least of all yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm gonna stick with that one. I, I try to also sort of tell myself, especially driving, we're just like we're all doing our best. No one actually wants to get into an accident. Maybe there's something else that that person's dealing with that yeah. they're so distracted. Uh -huh. Or maybe they make the decision to turn like last minute. Maybe, know. but. Honestly, I mean, your hand's right there. <laughs> it's one of the things, like, I try to forgive, but I also think it's like, your hand's, it's, 
the car is designed. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's no reaching involved. It's mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> and you can just, your pinky can move the lever. <laughs> Please do it. It would go in the direction. I don't know. It, yeah. Use your signal, folks. Please. Mm-hmm. It'll make the world a better place. <laughs> Everyone will be stressed out less. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs> Hope that was good. Yeah, it was good. Thanks. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Thank right. you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned. We upload every week, so enjoy. Enjoy.